pray with me? Lord God, we worship your holy name. And we come to you, God, with great anticipation today. And we pray that you would teach us some truth that would change us and change our families and change our church so that we may be agents of change in this city and this country and this world. And we are fully aware as we meet, Lord, that you have blessed us. It's undeniable. Now, Father, I pray that you would teach us what to do with your great blessing in our lives. And we ask it in the strong name of Jesus. Amen. God is good. All the time. It is so good to worship with you on this very special weekend. If you're uh, with us for the first time, this is an unusual weekend in um, a very special way. In 1993, uh, missionaries who had returned from Brazil gave me a gift. I didn't know at the time what a great gift it was. A lot of people give me books, but I received this book and I started reading it and started thinking about my family and about generations past and and which of my grandparents gave blessings to their children and which ones didn't and how that affected my grandparents and my parents and how it affected me. And I made a decision that day that if I could, I would bless my children and I would bless the generations that follow. And one thing we know for sure, God has blessed us greatly in the Lord Jesus Christ. And I am so delighted to welcome and introduce to you John Trent, the writer of this book, who uh, has experienced this in his own life and has taken this and has a challenge that he's giving uh, to our church and churches across our world that a million people may make a decision. I'll let him tell you about it. Let's uh, give God glory and welcome John Trent. Thank you, John. Wow. Well, I hope, uh, first of all, that some of you don't think that this is the average church. You need to, if, if, if you think that this kind of worship and music and the stained glass and just the way the Lord shows up here this morning, if you think this is normal, you need to get out more, okay? In fact, can we, can we thank the orchestra and the, the choir and the worship team? Wow. Wow. Well, what an honor. I bring you greetings from the great state of Arizona where I live, where we don't wear ties because it's still 109, okay? Uh, but, um, or it was yesterday. But um, who's here that's been to Arizona? Wow, that many. Who's been there in August? On purpose, okay? <laughs> Both of you. Uh, but, well, it is such an honor to be here, and my wife Cindy is in the back, and I hope I get a chance to uh, hear or at the Sunday School Hour. Now, in the Sunday School Hour, we'll be talking about walls that can keep us, block us from blessing others. But in this hour, we're going to be looking at what does that mean, this idea of the blessing? But I need you to do something first. I don't think this will strain you out, and if it does, feel free to be really uncomfortable. Um, but I need you just to lean over to somebody around you and uh, say hello but I want, I want you to ask them, where did they go to high school? Might surprise you. Lean over to someone up here in the choir. Where did you go to high school? Where did you go to high school?
Can we get... All right. All right. Okay. Well, I went to Arcadia High School. We were the Mighty Titans. And, uh, but uh, uh, it is great. I wanted you to do that just because that'll illustrate something that I'll share with you as we, as we get started. Now, this morning, it is my great honor and privilege to get to really ask and challenge you to do something great. Now, that's in the life of a child, if you're married, with your spouse, for all of us that have friends, particularly those that have come from very challenging situations where they've gotten so many negative pictures growing up, bottom line is, and I believe this with all my heart, that every kid in every church deserves to know that Jesus is just crazy about them. And not just that, but that every kid in every home deserves to have somebody in their life that is just absolutely crazy about them. Now, if you're here and you have a grandchild, every grandchild needs, I believe, to have the knowledge that, man, my grandmother or my grandfather just think I rock, think that I am, they're just crazy about me. If you're married with your spouse, that, that, that your spouse just knows for a fact that you really love them. I mean, all out or all in, you know, you're there. Well, also for young adults, you know, as you listen to this message, I want you to think about that person, that roommate, that friend at school. And if you think every home, if you think every person comes from a home where they got the blessing, well, they didn't. And you may be the one that God is asking to step up and learn today what it is. And this will just begin what you're going to learn about the blessing. This begins so many exciting things as you begin to learn to walk this out, to create a culture of the blessing in your home or your workplace or your school. Certainly the church is that already. And, but as you learn this even more, it's my prayer that, again, this will be just a hub, an epicenter of taking the blessing out to this community and to this world. Because there is a tool, I believe, in God's Word that can help you communicate this crazy, all-in kind of love, and it's called the blessing. Now, I'm going to introduce it to you. Your pastor over the next several weeks is going to be unpacking it over a series where he'll really step into those areas of life, you know, as a parent, with our spouse, with others, you know, even with people that even blessing our enemies. And, and let me tell you, you're going to learn so much in the series that, that comes out. So I'll just kick things off today. And amazingly, your church has gifted every family in the church to say, look, we don't want you to just hear this and walk away unchanged. They've provided a, a book out there on the blessing which can help you go deeper, understand it more, fill in the gaps, give you some practical applications and challenge you to take that, that blessing challenge, which is a million people choosing to change the life of one kid in their life. Now, you start with your own family, but then pick another child in your life story that God has placed there that if you don't give them the blessing, they're not going to get it in their life story. Well, the Devoted Center is filled with great resources in the back as well. Um, and so blessing notes and some bedtime blessing activities if you have younger kids, you can put your kid uh, to bed with a blessing. We'll talk about that in the, in the Sunday school hour. But the bottom line is, 
I, I hope you realize this church is really serious about you understanding that this isn't just something to listen to. This is something we get to live out. And isn't that just like the Lord? He doesn't just call us to sit on the fence. I mean, He calls us to really get involved. So what is the blessing? Well, most of all, here it is. Most of all, the blessing begins by understanding that we have a choice that we have a choice. In fact, look at this verse in Deuteronomy. I'll read it to you, but it's up here uh, behind me as well. In Deuteronomy chapter 30, verse 19, it says this, I call heaven and earth to witness against you today that I have set before you life and death, the blessing and the curse. So choose life, you and your descendants, you and that next generation, the people that you're influencing. Choose life. Well, I was a Greek major at Dallas Seminary because I got some bad advice, uh, frankly. Um, I was a brand new Christian when I went to seminary, and I did not realize if you major in New Testament, I didn't know New Testament meant Greek. And so I became a Greek major, and I had no idea at Dallas Seminary, if you major in Greek, that means you automatically have to minor in Hebrew. So that was, that was a great four years of my life, never even having had Spanish before. But, but the, the point is, is that you, if you're a Greek major, if you're a Hebrew major, you do lots of what? Word studies. So let's take a look at some of the words. Because what Almighty God did in Deuteronomy just before the people went into the promised land. And so that's why I'm here. I'm just here at the front edge of the Jordan. I mean, your pastor, who, by the way, uh, I, I mean, is it, uh, is it fair to say, I mean, you talk about an unbelievable, we've had some chances to talk on the phone and to meet and to communicate, and um, wow, you know, I want uh, our daughter that's not married to marry one of his, uh, I think, do you have one that's not, I think there's one that's not married, and, uh, but anyway, what an awesome family, and uh, talk about uh, an honor to get to know him, but he's going to take you across the Jordan and encourage you, how do you live this out all across you know, the landscape of your life. But it begins with a choice, and let's talk about that real quick. It begins with a choice, first of all. Now, it's a choice. Isn't that interesting? But it's two parts. Life or death, the blessing or the curse. Well, what does life mean? Well, this is what life means. The word life in Scripture literally means to move towards someone or towards something. Things that are alive are things that are moving. Now, when I ask you just a minute ago to lean over and to talk to somebody that you don't know and find out, you know, where did they go to high school, that kind of a thing, you had to, you had to move towards them. You know, and that can be challenging for some of us. It's so much easier to just hide behind those walls that block us off from blessing others. When you look at the person of Christ, he was always taking the risk to reach out. He would walk up to a bunch of burly fishermen. He would, you know, look up in a tree and see this guy named Zacchaeus who nobody was hanging with, and he goes and, and eats dinner with him. He would sit with a woman at the well. And so choosing life means to means move. Movement. Now, the great news is, is when, when we choose life in Christ, because He is life, Jesus is life, when He's inside us, then what animates us, what gets us moving towards others is His love in His life. So it begins then with, with us choosing life to get moving. But that's not the only choice. Now, I'm a marriage and family counselor. Every week in my office, 
my day job, guess what? I see great, awesome, godly, wonderful people, and they started off walking toward the Lord and towards each other and towards their family, and then life happens, and they begin stepping back and stepping back. And when you start stepping away from people, then let me tell you, you will start seeing your relationships start dying inside. Now, the great news is what? Okay, if we are faithless, he remains what? Does anybody know? Faithful. He doesn't deny himself. Hebrews 13, 5 says, I will never, Jesus says, I will never leave you nor forsake you. So the great news is emotionally, if we start stepping away from him, well, all we have to do is just wake up and realize he never moves. But I'm telling you, because um, I see it every day in my practice, as I see relationships with kids and with you know, whole families, with couples, with siblings, and boy, as we start stepping away from people on an earthly level, not stepping towards them, but stepping away, those relationships really suffer. Well, they don't if we choose blessing. Well, that's what I'm introducing, and uh, uh, we're just setting it up really today. There'll be a whole series on this, and the book, and so many ways to follow up. But what does the blessing mean? Well, the blessing means two things. Here's the first thing. The blessing, I think you know this, in Hebrew, most words have pictures behind it. For example, the word anger in Hebrew is the word for flaring nostrils. The word fear in Hebrew is the word kidneys, which I won't go into detail on. Uh, now, the, the word bless, there's actually two pictures on the, on the word uh, bless. The, the, the word uh, bless means, here's the first thing it means, to bow the knee. So do me a favor, all of you back here, everybody up in the balcony, do me a favor, lean over to somebody and bow to them right now. Just lean over and bow to somebody right now. Say, well, there you go. Okay, now, now how weird is that? That's pretty weird, right? You're going, oh, great. That's what we have to do for a whole season here of Devoted is to bow to each other. Well, no, actually, the reason why I want you to do that is because it's so uncomfortable, isn't it? I mean, as Americans, we don't bow. It's not a part of our culture. Who watched the Olympics this past summer? Anybody watch any of the Olympics? Do you know in the Parade of Nations, in the Parade of Nations, which opens the Olympic ceremony, every nation on earth parades in that's going to compete, and they all have a what? A flag bearer. And if there is royalty in the stands, which they were, there was in England, right? Queen Elizabeth was up there. And when every nation on earth, when their flag got where royalty was before her, what did every nation on earth do? What do they do? Dip their flag. Except for who? The United States. We have never dipped our flag. We don't do that. We don't bow. And so we don't get it. And, but what Almighty God says is, listen, you need to know that when you bless someone, you're saying they're incredibly valuable. Now, we don't, we're not used to doing that in a physical way, the way other, other cultures are. But it means, first of all, you, have, you are just incredibly valuable. But it doesn't stop there. There's really two pictures. And here's the second picture. Now, I'm going to pick on... Um, uh, and uh, tell me your name right there. You have a, a check tie. Tell me. Uh, yes. Yeah. What's your name? Jim. Jim. Okay. So Jim, go ahead and sit there. But um, I'm going to uh, use Jim as a volunteer here because there were two things that the blessing really means. It means because you're so valuable, I'm going to add to your life. And it's the picture of adding a coin 
to a scale. Now, in biblical times, I don't know if you know this, but you didn't just hand somebody a coin. Now, you could, and it might have somebody's visage on it, but it didn't have denominations because how could you tell how valuable it was? Anybody remember? The greater the weight, the more the value. So they would put it in a scale. And so, Jim, hopefully you look like, you know, maybe you played uh, baseball or uh, some sport. Hopefully you weren't a lineman. Uh, you can catch this. But I'm going to throw you this coin, coin and then you're going to, uh, oh, you need to get your glasses on. Okay, all right. <laughs> That's fine. All right, so let's see here. There's the, oh, he caught it. Unbelievable. Great job. All right, right there. And actually, maybe that was total luck. So let's try it again here. Hold on. Just a no, we won't do that. But, um, but that's the picture. So here's what I want you to do. Lean over to somebody and give them some money. No, no, don't, don't do that. We're not. Uh, but what it's saying is there were five things that were always a part of the blessing. There were five things that, were always, that you added to someone's life. And you'll see that in just a second. But you don't have to do that. You know what you can choose to do again? Remember, life or death, you can step forward or you can step back or you can add to their life because they're so valuable. Now you know what it means, bless the Lord, oh my soul. You're saying, Lord, you're so valuable, I bow before you and add my little bit of praise to you. Well, when you bless a person, you're saying you're so valuable, you know what, I want to honor you and add to your life. And you'll see how in just a second. But, the, but you don't have to do that. You, you can curse them. And don't think, oh, that's curse. That's like Stephen King in the graveyard at midnight, a bloody chicken leg. You know, people don't really curse people. Yes, they do. Do you know what the curse means in Scripture? It literally means to dam up the stream. So instead of letting life-giving water flow down to somebody, you dam up the stream. Well, Almighty God, just like he did with the woman at the well, do you remember how much subtraction she had in her life? She'd been married five times and had five different guys walk out on her. She had no friends. How do you know that? She's out in the middle of the day as a woman by herself. That didn't happen in that culture. All the women, I live in Arizona. I, you, all, in an arid country, in the summer, you go out to get water when? In the early morning. Well, she's out in the middle of the afternoon all by herself. But thank the Lord, she sits down next to who? This guy named Jesus. And when she sits down next to Jesus, what did Jesus offer the woman at the well? Anybody remember? What did he offer her? Living water. Because it is a personal relationship with Jesus. And you're going to see this as you begin to learn about the blessing. The more you get God's love, then the more you're able to bless others. I mean, in fact, once you get God's blessing, you're able to even bless those that never gave it to you. Well, Real quickly, what was the blessing then? Let's, that's, a def, that's defining it. But let me just show you a picture of when you bless someone, uh, what that looks like. And here's a, a young uh, man that uh, let, will illustrate it for us. Here, here we go. I, I can show you a letter at my house that my, my dad sent me. It's actually an email. I was in college and it was, uh, I'm dating myself, but it's kind of when email began. <laughs> at least for me, it did that back in college. But uh, I was in college in Mississippi and my parents are from Baltimore, Maryland. That's where I grew up. And we were big Orioles fans. And um, my dad and I were communicating through email the day after Cal Ripken Jr. broke his big uh, consecutive game record. And it's a huge deal where I come from. And so my dad's writing me about it and, and, uh, in this email, and uh, I don't know if he, I think he intended to bless me, but he, whether he intended to or not, he changed my life that day. 
because, the, and this is what he said. He said, dear Jeremy, I, I was watching the game last night and uh, when Cal was, when Cal Jr. was doing his victory lap around the stadium, receiving all the affirmation from the crowd for breaking the record, uh, the camera panned over to Cal Sr. And he said, um, Cal was crying and he was emotional uh, because he was watching his son and he goes, and I began to cry. He said, but I wanna, what I want to communicate to you is not, I didn't cry because I was a Cal Ripken Jr. fan. And this is what he said at the end. He said, I cried because I have two Hall of Fame sons that are gonna make more of an impact for God's kingdom than any broken record could ever make. And uh, I remember in the computer lab, crying like a baby and ready to run through a stinking brick wall after I read that email because you, what my dad did was he gave me permission to go change the world, uh, not through my own strength, but through God's. And that was an amazing experience. My dad thought I was cooler than Cal Ripken Jr. that day. And that unleashes you. That unleashes you more than you can ever imagine. And that's really what this is all about. The whole blessing process, it's an unleashing uh, into the world and, and uh, helping our children imagine that, hey, there's, there can be more that come out of my life than I could ever dream if I just simply uh, believe what's being told to me that God in me can do more than I could ever do myself. Lord, bless us and keep us. Make your face to shine upon us. Raise your countenance on us and give us peace. Lord, bless us and keep us. Make your face to shine upon us. Raise your countenance on us and give us peace. Well, as we launch this season of learning how to give and, and live the blessing, um, at the end there, you saw that there were five things. I'm just going to run through them super quick. They're going to be actually on a coin that we're going to give you in just a minute, and you'll see why in just a second. But every time you bless someone, there was appropriate meaningful touch, appropriate meaningful touch. Do me a favor, lean over and shake somebody's hand. This won't kill you. Just shake their hand and say, hey, way to show up. Wake them up. Wake them up and tell them, hey, uh, great to have you here. But there was appropriate meaningful touch. The blessing was always spoken. Pastor, wait till he gets into this. This will be so important that you don't need to just, there's so many of us that grew up in a home where we know we were loved, but we never heard it. Well, we may have heard it. We may, I mean, we may have, you know, we may be loved. I'm not saying our parents didn't love us, but I'm telling you, if they don't say it, a, a parent or a grandparent or a sister or brother or that person you speak in their life, if you don't say it, it's not a blessing. Well, what does a blessing do? It attaches high value to someone. It helps them understand that they have a special future. And the last thing is it says that I'm committed to you no matter what. Now, I want to model that, and then uh, Pastor will join me, and we're going to uh, pass something out. But I'm going to ask the Dillingham family to come out, uh, come up. And so uh, you got to kind of come on up and uh, just uh, don't, uh, if you knock over guitar, that's fine. They're paid for, no problem. Um, and uh, so uh, I hope they are. I'm going to switch to this mic, if that's okay. I'm going to switch over here. And uh, hey, how are you doing? Good. Hey, tell us who, uh, tell us you guys, I'm going to stand back here because they want to see you, not me. So uh, tell, tell us your name. Mindy Dillingham. Okay. Matthew. And then who's this big guy? Well, you can, t you can, David. David. Can we give it up for David? All right, David. Okay. Now, 
Here it is. Um, in just a moment, then, we're going to really start this call to commitment to be a person of the blessing by passing around a bunch of coins. Now, as they come by you in your, in your aisle, and we have them up there on top as well, you'll see there's the five elements and the blessing on the back. But what we really want you to do is to learn how to give this to someone. Now, picture if this was happening in the life of, of every kid in every home. And so, I've asked you guys to write out a blessing and Ready? Can you, would you uh, bless this sure. neat guy? David, your name be, means beloved, and that is what you are to us. God has blessed us by placing you in our family. You approach life with energy and enthusiasm and reach out to make new friends in all situations. We love this gift that you have. We know sometimes you're hesitant to get out of your comfort zone, kind of like right now. <laughs> but still, you are eager to embrace, embrace new challenges, whether it is trying a new sport, taking part in a new activity, or striving to read at a higher level. We see your willingness and steadfastness, which will take you far. David, as we hand you this coin, we want you to have this small token of our commitment to bless you in every season of your life. We will be by your side during the best of times, the worst of times, and everything in between. You have our blessing now and always. All right. Can we give it up for the Dillinghams? Thank you so much. So, well, well, Pastor is going to join me, and our ushers are going to start passing around these baskets. And how often do you get an offering basket that comes by? You get to take something out, okay? Uh, which is one of these coins if, hang on a minute, if you want to make that choice. If you want to say, Lord, maybe I don't understand it all. Maybe I need to read the book. I certainly need to come to church and, and see the study and, and uh, uh, the series that's coming up. Um, but I would uh, just ask for two things. Number one is think about who is that person in your life that needs this coin, that you need to bless, that God's going to impress on your heart that they need the blessing. And then if so, take one of those out, certainly for your family, but, but you know, think about somebody as well. And then also think about the need for some of us to be able to give the blessing, what? We need to know the source of life. So we would love at this time, if you don't know Jesus, boy, what a great Sunday to come down and say, Lord, I thank you for reversing the curse, for taking my payment and penalty and for giving your life that I might have life in you. And that can happen this morning. So come down and talk to pastor or one of the other pastors or myself. But for all of us, and if you, boy, if you want to join this church or again, if there's something you need to come down, come down. Uh, but then we would ask again that you would be able to, to really prayerfully take one of these and just one per person, just, but just take one of these coins if you, if, if you are saying, Lord, I'm in. I'm going to be a person of blessing. <laughs>